Hi, beautiful people. Welcome to another episode of this Passionate Life podcast. I'm so thrilled you're here for this journey as we question, how can I lead an aligned life? How can I connect with my soul's truth? How can I find freedom and fulfillment? We cover all things related to soul alignment, freedom, abundance, to manifest your best life. I'm your host, Stephanie Zito. Welcome to this passionate life. All right, my dears, I have to share some of the great things that are happening right now, and I would love for you to join me. I host a beautiful membership group for women seeking to deepen their intuition, clarity, and alignment. And every month we host a Zoom session where I get to see women who didn't trust their intuition when they first came in over the time of working with me, connect with their ancestors, with their soul guides, and now receive the sort of guidance they longed for with effortless ease. This is an intimate sisterhood, and we meet monthly for a guest speaker and also for our own soul session. You also receive a vault of courses within this membership on manifesting, on all things intuition, the chakras, and so much more. This membership is for those of you looking to have a powerful connection with yourself for greater guidance, clarity, and support, for less overthinking and fear, and for more aligned action and abundance with other soul-led women. During our sessions, we dive into ways to connect with deep conversation. You are embraced for being exactly who you are. These are some of my favorite sessions during the month as we create magic, feel more empowered, and have more clarity as we navigate the business of daily life. You are welcome to join us for only $11 for your first month. The link will be in the show notes, and we would love to welcome you into this membership to activate your soul-led life. So welcome to Christy Sullivan. I'm so glad to have you here with us. Christy Thank you is, so much. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Christy is a human design expert, and I'm so thrilled because we are co-authors in a newly released book called Wealth Codes, Sacred Strategies for Abundance. And Christy has a wonderful chapter that relates to human design as that relates to our wealth. And so I'm super excited to have you here so we can Talk about the inspiration for your chapter, your inspiration for human design and how it has such an incredible impact for us in our lives. And to do a little bit of uh, an understanding of what a human design profile can look like, I know you've got my information and we've got um, some members here that perhaps we can give them a little bit of uh, information for themselves too. Sounds good. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. So I think my first question really is, um, you know, for people who are out there who don't even really know what human design is, clearly you are an expert. So what drew you to this field? Like kind of what is it in a nutshell? <laughs> and then what drew you to it? Like, why is this so important for mm. you to become an expert in? So great question. So first off, if you don't know what human design is, I call it a little bit like astrology on steroids. It is your energy blueprint that is based on your birth date. And you can find it online. And if you Google it and you 
find a website to put your info into, you get something called a body chart, which looks very similar to the chakra system. That resonated for me because I understand yoga, um, chakras system from the yoga system. And it actually is a uh, ancient wisdom of not only chakra, but Kabbalah, I Ching, and astrology that blends together to create what's called your human design. This blueprint is sort of like the mechanics of who you are, how you're wired or your operating system. I also give the analogy that if you're on the path of life and your soul has chosen to be here and you are um, here for a purpose, for a journey, That human design is the car that you're driving, or more importantly, what's under the hood of the car that you're driving. Mm -hmm. This, you know, human, um, human form that we are, when you look under the hood of the car, you see how it's wired and there are over 3 billion combinations. So no two designs really are very alike, um, but we do have some commonalities, which we'll talk about today but it's really a unique blueprint. And so that's part of why it fascinated me. And I said the chakra system was part of it. That was something I knew and was familiar with through yoga. And I always say human design finds you when you're ready. And it found me about five, six years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really appreciate that. You know, I actually have, you probably will recognize this. So I'm going to hold up this human design book by Chet, I think it's called, his name's the name Shaitan. Shaitan yeah, Parkin, is that right? <laughs> Always pronouncing things. So I remember seeing this cover, like wanting to get this book probably like 10 years ago, 11 years ago, and I wasn't ready, which is totally fine. And finally, it was just time, everything clicked in. I probably a couple months ago, I finally got it. And it, everything sort of you know, I've had all these snippets of information around human design, and then it kind of clicked in like, oh, okay, I get it. So I'm curious, you know, in terms of being an expert, how do you find when someone understands their human design, how does that impact someone's life? Like, what are some examples of now that I know my human design, I can do or know or be X, Y, Z? Well, let me first state that I also call human design a rabbit hole. So some people, they dip their toes into that hole and they, you know, just kind of get the beginning basics of their design, which can be helpful um, on certain levels. And then there's folks who start to dive into the hole and really, um, you know, experiment with what is this information? How do I apply it to my everyday life? And um, like you showed a book, you know, there's lots of resources and some people really like to self-study or they get a reading done. And what I do recommend is you peel back the onion slowly because there are so many layers, Mm -hmm. but at the very um, basic level, and this is where I like to give readings that help people really understand the basic elements of their design, because those alone can be Mm life-changing. And some of the ways that it can help um, create shifts in your life, for example, is First and foremost, in the title of my chapter, how to stop overworking and start overflowing. Mm -hmm. And for me, that resonated um, when I found human design because I realized I don't need to work so darn hard like others if I actually follow my energy and align to it. Mm-hmm. And so it can help you in managing your time, making better decisions, shifting your mindset, understanding what's conditioned and programmed in you that isn't serving that energy because it's really not in alignment with who you are naturally programmed to be like. 
and it can even help relationships, your business thrive, mm -hmm. and of course, wealth to flow mm -hmm. in more. So those are some of the things that I've seen. Right. And so, you know, in one example, it might be that you could potentially have certain programming um, from your upbringing, like we need to work really hard. For example, let's say you had a father that was a super hard worker and that's how we got things done and we succeeded. And perhaps your human design um, is not that. It, the energy doesn't flow with that. And so if that's your programming, you might butt up heads with, oh my gosh, this is really exhausting working this hard all the time. And yet when you understand your programming, it's almost like that aha moment can help even dissipate or sort of resolve or heal that programming that came from parenting so that you can feel that freedom. To me, like so much of this is our freedom when we know ourselves. Like, oh, okay, I'm free to be me. Like, this is fine. This is exactly how it's supposed to work. There's nothing wrong with me because I'm not doing it the way my parents and their parents did for, uh, for how many years? Exactly. It can be so liberating. And that story is very similar to what I faced, which is I'm from a Eastern, Eastern European background. And it's just ingrained in the culture to work hard, to be successful. Mm -hmm. And some of us certainly have that in us. We enjoy working hard or being productive. And um, really what I've found is that many people also are overworking. They're burning out. They're getting overwhelmed. And part of the reason is because we're not meant to um, be working and forcing and in trying to initiate things, especially 70% of us who are a certain mm -hmm. uh, human design type, mm -hmm. we're here to respond. And I think your audience especially will understand that kind of language. We're here to respond to the universe and what the universe is mm -hmm. providing as opportunities for us. We just have to be more mindful of what are the opportunities, slow down so that we see them and make better decisions. So we choose opportunities in alignment. And when we start to follow that kind of formula that are, is our own unique blueprint, then the working hard is redefined. And this is a tool that our ancestors, I believe, and um, past, um, uh, you know, past generations didn't have available. So we have this gift. Yeah, no, I really love that. And it really just merges so nicely with, um, you know, my passion of teaching about intuition, because I feel like there's that constant reminder for us of we are supported and when we lean into that trust or we can make those decisions intuitively or we can recognize the synchronicities that are that are surrounding us like there are opportunities to receive that um, when we're in that kind of go 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 work mode we might it might pass us right by <laughs> so um, when we can kind of like have that reflection have that observation that awareness um, I mean it really can be just life life altering and in, in a good way. Yeah. And I've even seen um, people that I've worked with and done a reading for um, by just slowing down in their business, taking more time to do self-care, mm -hmm. taking time to just create the space in their calendar mm -hmm. and in, in not again, overworking, they have shifted and had the best months in their income mm -hmm. and had more alignment and again, opportunities that just are the right things for them. That's how I built my business two years ago, really was following the design that I had learned six or seven years ago. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what, I'm going to start responding to opportunities because I'm the type called a generator and I'm doing this business because of that um, path that I followed.
Yeah, well, let's, that's beautiful. I love it. Well, then with that, let's kind of dive into sort of some of them, like, I know there's so much, there's this rabbit hole with human design. This book is really thick and that's just like probably only part of it. And, um, but there's these certain things that uh, when we know it can really help us. And I know one of the first areas is our type and you mentioned the type generator. So if you can explain a little bit, like what it, what it means to have a certain type. And then I know yes. uh, you have my information. So kind of given, yeah, I, I'll be your guinea pig, like use me as an example for, um, I know my type too, but it's always helpful to just hear it a different way and understand it even more. So let's kind of yeah. dive into the types. Okay, great. So the type is a first place that you start, sort of like your astrology sign. So I'm a Libra, but there's many different variation and personalities within the Libras. So when we look at type again, it's just your starting point, but there are five types and two of those types are generators. One's a manifesting generator, which you are, Steph, and I am a pure generator. Mm-hmm. And in uh, those two types, um, we make up about 70% of the population. Mm-hmm. The other three types make up the 30%. They are non-generators. They are what are we labeled the projector, the reflector, mm-hmm. and the manifester. Mm-hmm. And those three types, let me start with them because they're 30% of the population, they do not have what I call the large car battery that the generator types do. Mm -hmm. They actually need um, some downtime throughout the day to kind of recharge and plug in that battery that they, um, they have that smaller battery, sort of like a, you know, electric car. Mm -hmm. And they also just need more space and time for creativity and um, slowing down because they will quickly burn out if they try to keep up with the other 70% of the population. The generator types that you and I are, we have sort of this larger battery. So we're like the energizer bunnies and that's how we're built. We're built to be responding and productive and doing things, the right things for us, of course, that light us up and that don't burn us out as well. So the difference between the two, let me start with the generator types because we're talking Um, about your chart as an example, Mm -hmm. you are a a manifesting generator and you actually operate a little bit quicker than the generator type like me. Mm -hmm. We both like to respond to things, but you have a little bit of a super speed. And Mm -hmm. sometimes you like to skip steps. You like to juggle multiple things, Mm -hmm. um, not necessarily multitask, but have many projects sort of happening at once. Um, (laughs) And so you need to be mindful of that time also to just be aware of how you're using your energy and making sure that you also do have some downtime if you're starting to feel that, that you're using up that energy um, or that battery fairly quickly. And the same goes for me. If I have a very full day, um, and I'm not making time for the self-care that a generator needs. Mm-hmm. I also, um, you know, it's mind, mindful for me to be taking some downtime as well. But yeah. manifesting generators can be pretty, um, pretty busy too. And that's, uh, we have Jasmine here listening and um, that's what she's saying. She's also a manifesting generator. So I'd be curious how that resonates with her. I know, yeah, everything's like spot on. We were just talking about this when I came in. I literally felt like I was juggling five things, which I love. But uh, to your point, it's like, you know, when we're doing that, there's, there comes a time where like, well, where am I receiving help? Um, you know, where am I uh, kind of, you know, 
not putting everything on my shoulders, but uh, getting others to, you know, help me along the way. And I'm curious, you know, when you, you mentioned this terminology to respond. So I'd love to talk a little bit more about that because it sounds like, I think for some people it's like, well, I'm gonna go just do this. But with the way you're speaking about it, it's like, well, wait a minute, I'm gonna to respond to something. So how does that work when it comes to like opportunities or offers or when you feel like you want to like write a book or put something out in the world? Like, what does that mean to respond? Yeah, let's talk about that more. And I wanna first start by saying 9% of the population, which are the manifestor type are built or created to initiate and start things. They were the natural born leaders in back in the day that created things and led companies. And then they'd have the generator types like us being the, you know, the task takers and, and following through on things. Mm -hmm. So what that means is that it's not that a generator can't initiate, but we want to be mindful of that. We're doing it in a way that's in responding to something. So for example, there's many different ways. Responding doesn't just mean waiting until um, somebody knocks on your door. Mm -hmm. It's waiting for the universe to knock on your door, actually. Um, but what it sounds like, or um, an example of that might be that, you know, you suddenly go on social media and you see um, somebody posting um, for looking for a guest for a podcast and it's right up your alley. So you might respond to that. Mm -hmm. Or you might um, wake up and say, you know what, I would love to fill a few of my spots with client work. Um, I'd love to, you know, meet somebody today. And you attend a networking event and all of a sudden somebody, you know, contacts you and said, I'd like a one-on-one -on -one and I'm looking for services. So there tends to be this sort of dance with the intention that you might set mm -hmm. and then what shows up. And then here's the key. What shows up, it's important we don't say yes to everything. It may not be the right thing for us. We may see a ton of opportunities and think, oh, we were at a networking event. Let me, you know, make one-on-ones with all these people. But really, it's about choosing carefully what feels right because generators um, need to respond with, we call it their sacral, the, this gut feeling and it's not with the head, but it's more in the body of what feels good, what feels right, what feels kind of aligned. Mm -hmm. That's like the emotional authority, right? Is that right? So the emotional authority is a little bit different and we can oh, get is. into oh, that. Yeah, okay. we can, okay, we can get thought, into that. Yeah, because um, so as I think about it, you know, I think about um, the way you're speaking about this, like my response might actually be to my, my heart spark or my, um, that feeling inside of like, wow, I really, I feel really ready to uh, embark on writing this book journey. It's like, I'm almost responding to the universe because I have been given that download that it's time or it, it feels right in a sense. Um, just as much as I might, you know, get an invitation to go to a networking event, like that's going to line up in that time, time zone, time frame. So I'm not, I'm not really fighting things that aren't, um, timed right like I'm sort of uh in the flow of the universe is the way I kind of interpret it yeah and that flow I feel like is being in alignment and knowing that things are clicking into place at the right time in the right place with the right people that's important for generator types and you know we're talking about generators 70 percent of the population um that have this um 
strategy to, uh, or should naturally follow the strategy of responding. But um, there are, there's another layer I want to talk about, which is the authority or decision-making. What is the right opportunity to respond to? Mm -hmm. And about 50% of all types have what's called emotional authority. And this is a little different because we're used to being in a society where people want decisions right away. Mm-hmm. Use your head to make a decision. And the first rule in human design is the head is a terrible place to make decisions. It's only there to hold information. It's really the wisdom and the guidance in the body, in the deeper um, divine source that we have that helps us to make, can help us to make better decisions at least. Mm-hmm. Ones that are, you know, in alignment for us. And for you in particular, being an emotional authority, and I am not, so that's the difference between us. Emotional authority, you have a natural wave of emotions. Mm-hmm. This means that you want to be mindful to not make a decision in, in the moment and under pressure if you can right. help it. Right. You want to check in with that gut feeling, but then you want to wait. Maybe mm-hmm. it's about 24 hours, sleep on it until you ride the highs and lows of your emotional wave. And the reason for that is if you're in a high emotional high and somebody provides an opportunity and you say yes, you might regret it and say, well, why did I say yes? I was just feeling, you know, in the moment caught up. Mm -hmm. And for you in particular, you want to get to what's called the neutral kind of zone. And so you might wait a few hours, sleep on it, tell somebody you'll get back to them. And then if you check in with yourself with that deeper, you know, wisdom, you may hear a confirmation of, yes, this is, this is right for you or no, right now it's not. And so it's, it's that feeling. Yeah. And I feel like that's been to me, one of the most biggest ahas of learning about my human design. Um, We even used this between literally last night and this morning because we're starting to car shop. And so it's like, once you start car shopping and you find the car, you're like, well, how am I not going to just buy this right now? But uh, it's literally what happened because, and it's interesting because now that I know my human design, I really felt like um, the impetus that if I don't buy this right now, it's going to be gone because there were other people looking at it. So there was that pressure in the moment, but also this real feeling of like, uh, even doing the sway test for intuition, like a real pulling back away from this vehicle. Um, it is, you know, it's a couple of years old, so it had, it had actually two accidents on it. Um, which were like cosmetic, but I was like, something about it. I was like, mm, no. So it's okay to feel like, you know, we might feel like, oh, it's a missed opportunity. Um, but I actually feel like I know that that's perfectly fine and I can feel settled. Like I don't have to keep overthinking it and spending all this extra time. Just like you mentioned, and I know you have another book that you've written that's actually called, you're welcome to hold it up if you want, like stop overworking, start overflowing. I think overworking, overthinking, like I can be settled. Like we made the decision. We're not going to go back for it. I'm good. I don't have to keep thinking about it. Well, what if maybe that was the wrong thing? Like, no, no, I know. Cause I went to my emotional space, not like that heightened space of like, um, anxiety of like, oh my gosh, it's going to be gone. Or the excitement that it was so great in so many ways, you know, I could settle in, I can settle in. Cause I know like that guts, that gut feeling, that emotional space was like, no. <laughs> so fine. Cool. On onward. <laughs> We're good. Yeah. And you know, I know you probably talk about this in your teaching with intuition, but 
it's when we get attached to something like, well, why didn't I get that? Or maybe I should be doing this. And we're in the head. And really that head is going to, or the ego, I should say, is going to be operating from that place of conditioning and that place of, well, something in our past or in our upbringing, our life experiences, what we're hearing through media, something is telling us from the outside um, what our shoulds should be, what our you know, uh, status should be, our va- how to define our values, how to define you know, status. And, and I think that's what we need to be aware of is when we start to go into that place, instead of just letting it go, allowing and knowing, trusting mm-hmm. that the right thing will show up for us in the right time. And we have this inner wisdom. If we're, if we're not there, then we're probably more in that programming. And, um, and that's where we can get into trouble. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, what a beautiful kind of um, difference there. And I'm curious for you, because uh, you mentioned your authority, right, is different. So what is your authority? Like, how does that work for you? Yeah, well, most generators, um, well, all generators, let me say, have something called the sacral center defined. And this is sort of that gut feeling place. Um, and I uh, describe it as when you watch kids who are generators, probably that you don't know that, but um, they will answer questions with the gut sound of aha uh-huh or uh-uh, especially when you ask them yes, no questions. Like, hey, do you want this for lunch? Uh-huh. Do you want to go with me here? No, uh-uh, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. And um, that is our sacral responding, especially children who are not in the head and they're just, you know, spur of the moment. So for me, that is my primary decision-making. It's the sacral center. You also have that as a generator, but you want to sort of double check it with your emotional wave or emotional authority. So um, that's the difference. So mine is really, I could ask that yes, no question and check in with my, my gut response. And if I don't hear anything, by the way, that usually means no or not now. Mm -hmm. Right. If it's quiet. Yeah. That's so great. Especially, I think it's helpful. Like I've done my charts. I'd have to look at them again, like for my kids, but I feel like it's so helpful when we know how our partners respond. They might make decisions very differently than we do. Like I, I know we do. I know uh, I'm not sure from actually I need to look at my husband's chart again. But you know, for me, um, we just talked about my response, my decision making. But for him, it's very much it's very much more calculated. It's very much like weighing the pros and cons and doing a lot of research. And for me, I could probably go to a car lot and just literally buy a car today if I spent time you know I I could make it it would just happen (laughs) so um which is different which is nice because I think together you know we can benefit one another in the way we make decisions yeah and when you talked about earlier what are the benefits of human design one that I really stress is that you start to honor who you are uniquely and that others are also unique they are not the same we don't always have the same authority in our partners or in our children Um, And when you start to honor who they are, their design, um, it can bring a lot of ease um, Mm -hmm. into the family, into the relationship. I'll also mention my husband is a manifesting generator, but I'm a generator. And there's a difference also in our communication. Manifesting generators sometimes can, again, move very quickly Mm -hmm. and they have a defined throat. Mm -hmm. So what's another key in a relationship 
that can help with benefits is for that manifesting generator to be sure that they're informing and communicating because sometimes they may move so quickly that they forget to inform. And it's not asking permission, but just to let people around you know what you're doing because the generator types like me, we move a little slower and we're like, what's happening? What's going on? It's so true. Cause I will even do it in conversation where I'll say something. He's like, you just had a whole conversation in your head that I was not part of. So like, what are you talking about? You need to catch up or I'll just, it'll all be there. It's, it, it'll def- that definitely happens that you're right about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And as another yeah. example, and this is something we'd get into in a reading, we talk about things called the channels or the gates and mm-hmm. um, the energy centers more than just the type and authority. And we don't, we won't go into that today, but for your, for your design, you can see, I can see clearly there's a connection between this third eye, this, you know, um, place of thinking of concepts of creativity. There's a direct connection from that third eye to your throat. Mm -hmm. And so that's probably why he said something because you actually do have a conversation in your head and others can see it. Right. And so it's so funny that he uses those wordings because I looked at your design. I'm like, yep, yep, it's there. Your blueprint right shows it. Yeah, it's interesting. So when you talk about like the third eye area, which could be open or defined or undefined, right? Um, would you, I mean, would you consider that to also be the, the space of intuition? I'm curious, like where intuition sort of, does it, it, it fit, to, where does it fit in? How does it fit in? Yeah, that's one of the places of intuition. There's a couple of different areas. So when we, look at the um, energy uh, centers in the design, which are, you know, the next layers down, um, you'll see that some have color and some don't. This uh, signifies whether you have this consistent energy versus uh, that you're giving off versus what you're taking on or absorbing. Mm -hmm. For you, um, the head is, or the Ajna, is one of those places of intuition. Mm -hmm. Um, You receive insights and sort of uh, intuitive hits and yeah. um, maybe even visions or dreams mm-hmm. um, for your design. That makes total sense because mm-hmm. uh, that energy center is defined. Um, there's a couple other places, but that's yours. Yeah. So um, is that for me because I'm a manifesting generator? Would all manifesting generators have that? And you're saying, you're saying it's open. Is that correct? It's open because it receives? No, it's actually defined. defined. So it's almost like uh, it's sort of this um, it's aspect of you that is connected. Mm-hmm. It's connected to maybe source. And no, not all generators or manifesting generators have this. This is now where we get into the different layers and how it's unique yeah. because it's not based on type. Yeah. Um, when you start to look at other aspects of your blueprint, it's mm-hmm. all individual. It's based on that birth date. It's based on um, those different, um, you know, astrology and I Ching, mm-hmm. the hexagram, the Kabbalah, um, different right. um, aspects that that signify what's going on in your design. Well, and without getting into the weeds, like this actually really excites me. It's the first time I've really started to, again put this part of it together because. Um, yeah, like I mentioned, I mean, yeah, I teach about intuition. I do channel readings. Like it's definitely, and what's so interesting is I remember the time when I was afraid of my intuition and also wasn't really ready to embrace it or understood how 
that was meant to be used in the work that I do, which is literally everything I do now. And just to, to know that it almost is this confirmation because you know, so many people when they come into the intuitive space or they're new to it, they, they, there's a lot of sort of doubt and uncertainty. And if we know, like, guess what? You actually have your intuition, it's gonna be here. Like you're, you are able to receive through visions and visionary and it's, it's your channel or um i mean as you talk about what might be the other parts like i would imagine maybe you know it is the the sacral area or where you're going to be more able to receive sort of that intuitive information i'm curious like if you know not to put you on the spot but <laughs> if you are aware of other spots that might be um that intuitive space for other people well again without getting to the weeds specifically <laughs> Well, again, in human design language, and um, some of this, if you're new to human design, may sound you know uh, foreign, uh, but just stay with us. One of the energy centers is called the spleen, mm -hmm. and the spleen is um, where some of our original intuition, the intuition of um, helping us stay safe and uh, make good choices. Um, this is sort of the um, fight or flight or fear um, center, but also the one again of the intuitive voice, the one that lets us know, um, if this is the right thing to do, or, um, you know, if you're walking out the door in primitive times, do you turn right? Or do you turn left to mm -hmm. avoid, you know, um, the saber tooth tiger or in our day, day and age, when you start to cross the street, do you look right and left just to double check you, we do it out of habit, but it's also partly intuitive for us. Yeah. Um, so that's another one of the centers. Um, and there's a lot of intuition there. And again, depending on what your um, center is like and your gates, you may have different ways. Uh, you may feel, um, again, uh, you might have a feeling, you might have a voice, you might have a vision. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's different. And, you know, I also want to say a lot of um, your design also is enhanced by your experience. Mm -hmm. So for sure, like I, um, and again, my husband is, is much more empathic or has been for a much longer time than I have. And that's like based on a life experience. But when you, um, ask people ask me, well, does my design show that I'm empathic? Well, we're all sort of empathic in a way. So it's not just, um, right. always by the colors in your chart. Yeah, it's not black and white. Um, and I see uh, Jasmine's asking, is sacral authority similar to emotional authority? No, it's different. It's two different places. Um, sacral authority is asking yourself yes, no questions and answering uh-huh or uh-uh from the, or the, that gut answering it, not the head, but the gut. Mm -hmm. Emotional is a wave. It's very different. Um, and the thing I always recommend is um, there's a great podcast called the human design podcast, and she has guests to explain their experience um, and to listen to different people. Because if you have emotional like you, Steph, and you actually can help us understand how does it feel in your body? You know, what is that sense of clarity that you receive? It's different than someone with the sacral, like my experience with the gut feeling um, when I have something come up and I need to say, you know, is this right for me or not? I can feel it I, um, in a way that's like lights me up from the gut, mm -hmm. like this gut feeling of like, 
yeah, that's what I want to do. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. It's funny because we might even also notice that the way we speak about certain things, like you'll hear me say all the time, I feel this, I feel like it's not just the statement. I, I got to add, I feel it's like, it's all coming from that space. So. And it's also a connection that you have in your chart between that emotional center and the throat. Oh my so God. that also makes sense because you've got this channel, we call it, that right. the emotions like come out and want to be spoken. They want to be uh, felt and, and, and heard. How cool is that? It's just so, it's so fun and freeing to like learn like, yeah, that is how I am. How, how awesome is that? It's really cool. I feel like this is what we should teach kids in middle school as they're getting to know themselves, you know, um, just so they can- I get that a lot. Oh, you do? Well, cool. Okay. Well, I, I've gotten that people saying that they, they say, you know, kids should learn this and and what I'm finding is, first of all, I think parents, if um, you are listening out there and have kids, learning this can be so amazing for parenting. Um, someone in my book uh, wrote a chapter about that and how she uses human design for parenting. Um, I feel, and I've, I've done a reading for a few for younger folks, we'll call them. And um, part of it is, you know, just they need their life experiences. They need their wisdom to, and their, um, you know, make mistakes, go out, enjoy life. And sometimes yeah. human design, when it finds you, like I say, it's more because we've gone through things and we now just need that validation. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, teaching kids can be great, but sometimes they're not ready. Yeah, it's like you need this, an example like, to work from, like to give is almost that contrast even for, okay, yeah. it's not me, this is me. And in that whole like not self sense, and I know there's words like frustration, like for instance, if I'm in my not self, which I'd imagine I'm kind of off center, I will feel frustrated. <laughs> exactly. When you're not um, in alignment, I call it with the design of who you are, frustration can definitely come up and for generators, um, or you might feel if you're a projector bitterness or manifestors might feel anger. Um, it just is that signal, or I call it red flag that, hey, something that I'm doing is either not in alignment with my authority, my decision-making, or I'm, I'm not using my strategy to respond. I'm initiating and forcing. So it's some, some good indicators when you, when you have those feelings. Yeah. Um, Jasmine's saying too, she says, I feel, yeah, Jasmine, you and me, <laughs> you say, I feel all the time. Isn't that great? And she's saying kids should definitely learn this for sure. Um, I'm curious just to switch into this other aspect, which is the profile. So um, I know another aspect of this, we have these two numbers uh, and Jasmine, if you have yours, feel free to pop them in too. So tell us a little bit more about these two numbers we might have and what they mean. You're welcome to use mine <laughs> as an example. I will, I will. And again, we're, we're kind of going down that rabbit hole. Usually um, when people are human design enthusiasts and uh, they introduce themselves to each other, they'll say, oh, I'm a, you know, four, six pure generator. That's me. Mm -hmm. um, and some people may say, what the heck does that mean? So I'll, I'll explain what the numbers mean in a moment, but you um, are a five, one mm -hmm. uh, profile. Mm -hmm. um, so again, another layer, another piece doesn't mean that all manifesting generators are, but this is your, what's called profile. Mm -hmm. Profiles are sort of how we show up in character um, in life. It's sort of the skin that we wear. And um, there's usually a combination of two. Um, so you're a five one. 
the five represents what we call the heretic and the one, the investigator. So let me explain or shed some light on this. So for you as a heretic, it really represents that you're sort of a mirror for folks, which makes sense when you're coaching people and, and um, helping them see their intuition. When people come to you, they're really seeing themselves. You're sort of holding the mirror for them. Exactly and this can be great. This can be great. Or this could have sometimes some not so great, you know, effects. People might yeah. feel like they're not ready to see what's inside of them. Mm-hmm. But for, for you, I think I would say it's a great aspect to have as a coach. Um, so that heretic is the first, does that resonate that first? Um, yeah, thanks profile? for asking that. Yeah, I think about like what the work that I do, it's literally uh, channeling, it's reading uh, someone's chakras, it's seeing their blocks, it's literally being the mirror. It's like, I, I always think of it as a channeling the information to then share. And yet it's also kind of reflecting back sometimes already what they already know. Um, it's just kind of giving that validation or that sort of remembrance or, um, yeah, I mean, it makes complete sense. It yeah. Sense. yeah. And so this is where we would see an example of, you know, the life path that you've had is accentuating this profile that you were born with, right? So you have something that fits this. The other profile is called the investigator. And you mentioned this a little while ago, but there are times more now, um, probably in adult life than earlier that you actually can get um, caught into researching things and over-preparing or kind of needing to make sure you know everything about something, being the investigator may not be in the realm of cars that you talked about, but um, for a lot of other things, you might feel drawn to um, do research and, you know, go into depth. They say the internet was invented for the investigator profile. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, yeah. um, the downside or the other side of that is uh, if you're trying to over-prepare, then you may get stuck. So just know that you yeah. don't always have to know all the information. Yeah, and I feel like um, when I was younger or in college, I had all the time in the world. And so I would totally just binge and deep dive and just get real deep grad school too. And after having kids, I just, if I wanted to do certain things, I just didn't have the time. And so I would, you know, I was doing, um, when I first had the kids chakra workshops. And so there was a deep dive because it was a deep dive into chakras and a deep dive when I would prepare for a workshop. And yet there would come this time where you just have to go and do it. And so I definitely just due to circumstances of life, given myself that grace to um, <laughs> not perhaps do that sort of deep dive, but the, the tool that I teach people, the vision casting tool, I feel has kind of helped me meet in the middle because mentally when I vision cast in the morning for my day or for my podcast interview or my clients, like I feel prepared because I've already prepared for the energy that I desire, the outcome that I desire from that situation. So I feel like it's helped to kind of meet in the middle and also give myself that grace that um, it's okay if I don't, if I have some gaps, <laughs> it's gonna be all right. Like we have this where intuition comes in and our guides come in that, um, you know, we, we wanna do things in life. <laughs> we wanna get out of the investigation mode and, and make things happen. Yeah. And it's all about finding a balance and also um, experimenting with Mm -hmm. some of this. So the design that you have and the aspects you have, um, how do they best express themselves? How do you not um, 
work with them rather than try to suppress them, right? But also finding that balance, like you said, and um, it's a different experience for each person. So your profile of the investigator may be different than others or the five one profile that you are or the way that you are a manifesting generator, again, might be different than say Jasmine who's listening. Right. Yeah, and since um, Jasmine's here, she's mentioning that she is a 6'2". So I don't mm. know if you have a couple tidbits on yeah 6'2". I'm also a six, I'm a four six, but the six, profile is called the role model. And that means we have three phases in life. One uh, where we are experimenting, and that usually happens um, in early life before age 30 or 29. And then around that time, we switch into more of an internal sort of experimenting or inner work observing outside how others are learning and making mistakes or growing and kind of doing some self-growth. And then when we hit the age 50, um, the 30 represents our Saturn return, the 50, the Chiron. And that 50 uh, midlife uh, is when we become the role model. And we're just here to help guide others and share that wisdom. So that's the six. And then she said, I think two. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And, uh, the two line, I, um, believe, uh, I'm not getting this wrong. Cause I don't have my notes of ring, but okay. the two, yeah. two line is the hermit. The hermit is, um, when you want time to go inward and be alone. And it really is, um, a gift when you can, because it helps you with, creativity and just recharging and being that hermit, being that perhaps that introvert. Mm -hmm. um, the other line, since we're, since we covered all of them, I think, except for the three mm. is the martyr and the martyr is somebody who's here to experiment um, a little bit like that role model first phase, the experimenter and the experimentation is important because that person's profile is how they learn is always through the actual experience, mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, success or failure, it's all okay. Right. Oh, and Jasmine's saying she's 49 today. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy great. birthday. I do offer a little birthday discount on reading. So reach out to me if you're interested. That's amazing. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that invitation. I love it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, Christy, this is just so, uh, I feel so, talk about loving to investigate, like just so uh, enriched and just full from having this conversation with you. It's just so eye-opening every time. Again, those little nuggets we bite off with human design, they're so incredibly helpful. Um, Jasmine, I'm curious if you have any other questions for Christy. And um, of course, anyone who's watching later, Christy will be in our group for a little bit over the week, um, just to help with any questions that come up. Uh, yeah. yeah, Jasmine's loving the session, me too. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I look forward to chatting with others in your container um, on mm -hmm. Facebook and um, answering any questions folks have. Yeah, and then of course we can find your wonderful chapter, your rich chapter inside Wealth Codes. And um, how else would you like us to find you? And do you have anything else you might be offering to our audience? Well, since we're on Facebook Live right now, um, the Facebook group that I run is called Christie's Human Design and Self-Care Community. 
If you go there, I post daily things that are inspiring about self-care and human design, as well as um, events and things that I'm uh, hosting, such as next Wednesday, I'm doing at noon Eastern time, a free human design overview and happy hour, I call it. So that even if you, if you know human design, come to it. Um, I am, oh, I forgot to mention the four line. The four line is a connector. That's um, my other profile. And I love connecting people. So um, you can come to that. It happens the last Wednesday of every month. Um, I also have a retreat coming up, by the way, in October. Um, it's in Western Massachusetts at a great retreat center called Kapalu. And I'm bridging together so human design. So cool. Yeah. And uh, human design will be part of that um, experience. Um, and you can find me uh, at my website, christyhsullivan.com. I'm also on Instagram under that handle as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, I know it sounds like Jasmine will be in touch with you to chat further. And she says she has butterflies. Really oh, cool. good. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us. It's just really been such an enriching conversation and helpful. And, you know, I feel like it can help, um, I don't know, soothe us in a way, just having that confidence in just being um, content and honoring and celebrating who we be. Absolutely. And such a great way to put it. I, I see it again as, you know, honor yourself, honor who you are fully. Um, it can help life flow and uh, you can start overflowing. Yes, absolutely. Let the abundance in. Well, thank you so much. We'll see you around the internet. <laughs> hey friends, thanks for listening. If you feel called to deepen your intuition, then message me. Send me a message at stephzitocoach at gmail.com to get in on our next round of the Activate Your Intuition course. This course is meant for you if you're looking to take a deeper dive into trusting yourself, making decisions with greater ease, and tapping into the energy and the support that is actually always around us. We just have to ask. So I'll be happy to hear from you. And until next time, this is Steph Zito with This Passionate Life.